Hello and welcome back to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week. Presented by Sunny Health and Fitness. This episode is brought to you by the SFB 1709 at Magnetic Performance Cycle Bike. I'm your host, resident fitness expert, Matt. And I'm your host, Chris. I'm your everyday 9-to-5-er. So, Matt, I have a question for you. I'm starting a new workout routine, and I'm kind of limited on space. I don't exactly have a lot of room to put in a treadmill. So what equipment should I get if I'm working with limited space? All right. Well, it depends. We're going to jump right into just some basic overall space recommendations. Um, First thing you want to kind of think about is like what amount of reasonable space should I be looking at and what kind of equipment do I have? Um, Am I using a piece of equipment, a machine? Am I just doing some body weight stuff? What equipment do I have and where do I think I might want to utilize this equipment? Um, So the first thing we're going to look at is how to generally fit or kind of coordinate your space when you have very limited space. So we're talking about a corner in your room, maybe a space between a wall and a couch. So we're looking at micro level space here, something really small. So for an example, steppers, something that can be placed into a corner with relatively little space surrounding it uh, that requires very little movement of your body. So we're not extending our arms out. We're not lunging forward and we're not jumping around. We're basically stationary, standing in one place. Um, So a stepper, if you're looking at the size of that machine, basically it's about as big as your feet. So you're just stepping right on top of it. Very low profile, doesn't take up a lot of space. And uh, usually if you're working with a corner space or a very small amount of space to work out in, usually want about four feet. Uh, by four feet square space for that piece of equipment. So, so I don't randomly swing my arm out and knock something over, right? Yeah, I mean, you want to be, you're, you're stationary, right? This is, again, very micro-level amount of space that could be utilized. You're standing in one place. You're not doing a lot of arm movements. It's just a stepping movement, almost like you're like walking, walking in place. Okay. Yeah, so not a lot of movement required. You can safely perform that activity. You can safely get on and off the stepper without running into furniture, without tripping into your wall, because it's all about safety first, right? Yeah. You want to give yourself enough free space around the equipment so you can move in and out, get on and off. And then again, technically, I can put like a stepper if I wanted to store. I could just stick it in my closet. It doesn't have to be underfoot all the time. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So, you know, if you want to utilize that space for your normal living functionality of your room, of course, you can remove that stepper easily in and out, wherever you like to store it. Again, stepper takes up a small amount of space safely get on and off it, can move it around freely pretty easily throughout your room. Yeah, the next the next thing you're looking at if you have a very limited amount of space, and again, we're looking at space that's under 50 square feet. Like bedroom, office, but yet even smaller than that. Yeah, we're talking about the corner of a room. So, okay. you know, if you have a significant amount of space in your bedroom, but, you know, maybe you can't move around, maybe you can't walk around too much, um, you can't do anything where you're stepping forward, doing lunges. You just got a corner. Okay. That's what kind of space we're talking about. Yeah. Um, body weight movements. So if you're interested in working out 
utilizing your body weight as your own piece of equipment. So that's technically not something I have to go and buy. It's just as is on my body, what I got I'm working with. Yeah, so you've got options if you're in a small space. If you don't have something like a stepper, you can still utilize your body as a piece of equipment and perform things like stationary squats, uh, you know, lunges, uh, basic movements with your body weight, as long as you're staying in one place because you don't have a lot of uh, free space to move around. Um, another thing you can do is utilize dumbbells. You can utilize bands, perform basic arm movements, arm curls, arm extensions, presses, um, some basic you know lower body movements like deadlifts because you're stationary. You're standing on your two feet. You're not walking around. You're not moving around very much. We're going to have to do a show on arms. We should make a note of that. Yeah, we can call it the micro space workout. Oh, okay. And then we can put that that online too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so in terms of space, you said uh, kind of a medium bedroom size. So in square feet, what would you think would fit? And sorry, I should say, what size equipment versus size of space? Yeah, that's a great question. So again, we're always looking at safety, right? So we want to work out. We want to make sure that we have enough space. So that we can freely move around our equipment. We're not trying to hop over beds. We're not trying to move furniture. We're not getting stuck in corners. Getting stuck behind our equipment, on the side of our equipment. We want to make sure it's in a usable free space. So that's not trying to cram stuff into any small space that'll fit. So if we're looking at a typical exercise bike, um, the recommendation is usually to have four feet of free space. So that means four feet of measurable floor space uh, going out from the back of your bike and each side and in the front. Um, so usually if you just mark off four feet from the frame in the front, in the back, and on the sides, usually that will give you enough free space to mount your bike, get on and off your bike, and then while you're using the bike, not feel like you're in a claustrophobic uh, four-wall box. That'd be perfect for me because I'm only five foot tall. If I fall into a four-foot space, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, for treadmills, uh, usually treadmills are a little bit bigger. You can find some treadmills that have a smaller or a lower profile uh, in terms of their dimensions. Uh, but think about you know a, a medium size couch, right? So you have that kind of uh, size equipment that you're putting into your home. You want to make sure that you're not squeezing it into a pay, into a split into a space um, <laughs> that is going to feel compact. Uh, you're going to be working out. You want to have or I want to have the feeling like you can create you know, freedom of movement. One important thing, especially for the treadmills, is you want to make sure that you have extra space in the rear of the treadmill. Um, and this is just a safety reason because if you shove your treadmill up against the wall and your treadmill deck is running fast about two inches away from the wall, you fall down, you're going to hit that wall real fast, and uh, if you didn't turn the emergency, st- if you didn't hit the emergency stop button, that belt's going to be grinding away at some part oh, of your body. That just <laughs> so uh, we want to try to avoid all safety issues or all all things that might become serious issues uh, when utilize yeah when utilizing your home equipment. So um, eight feet is typically the recommendation behind um, your treadmill for safety reasons. Again, four four feet on both sides, and uh, it's okay to have the front of your treadmill, c- considering that's not really a usable area for your treadmill but as long as you have four feet on the sides eight feet of free space in the back that's enough space for you to mount and dismount your treadmill safely and prevent you from 
uh, potentially, you know, falling off the back. So, like, when you have gazelle legs and you're just, like, wobbling all around. You're <laughs> yeah, you just want to, again, that. it's just freedom of movement. You don't want to feel like you're in a confined space when you're trying to that, work out. That makes a lot of sense. Um, if we're looking at rowers, if we're looking at rowers, um, you want to make sure that you have two feet uh, around your rower. Again, usually with rowers, you're sitting directly on top of a seat that's on the slide rail. You're working out within the space of the actual machine. Um, just like a bike, you're sitting on top of the bike, you're utilizing the bike, you're sitting on top of it. Um, so the free space, your body's moving about uh, the area that the rower uh, occupies. So two feet of free space in all directions with the rower, that way you can safely mount and dismount the so rower. So in terms of a 50-foot space, you're thinking maybe about 30 inches of uh, uh, at longest of a product so that way we don't kind of encroach on that area yeah so just think yeah. about it like you've got a five foot by ten foot space in your house okay that's usually going to fit most of this equipment um, especially for a treadmill you want to f make sure that you're utilizing as much space in the real in the rear as possible okay okay yeah. um, so that's why i said in the in the beginning kind of looking at a space the roughly the size of a medium couch um, if you can fit your equipment in that kind of space that's not close to a wall, usually you'll, you'll, you'll be set up very well. All right. Well, I think that answers most of my questions, but we also have um, room in our, our living room. And, uh, you know, if we ever get that garage cleaned out, we might be able to make a home gym. We're just almost there. Yeah. So if you're fortunate enough to have an ample amount of space, so if you have a larger living room, if you don't have furniture everywhere... Maybe you have a two-car garage or a garage that's big enough to hold multiple pieces of equipment. It's a storage unit for us. Yeah, then you can start, you can start incorporating maybe even multiple pieces of equipment. Um, so for multiple pieces of equipment, obviously you want to have ample space not only to move around your equipment and avoid walls and other furniture, but you also don't want your equipment to be too close to each other. So the same rules apply. Even if you have a large space to fit multiple equipment, but those pieces of equipment are right next to each other, you still have to have that space in between the equipment. Um, so this is especially important if you're in an area like a garage where it might not be the safest environment. If you've got tools mm. lying around, if you've got you know, your car right next to you, if your surface is slick. So just making sure that you have enough space to move around safely around each of those pieces of equipment, so. especially in between those pieces of equipment, because uh, you definitely don't want to put those two together. Yeah, I could just imagine all the uh, potential accidents that could happen if everything's too close. I will make sure to keep all the tools on the opposite end. Yeah, so if we're looking at ideal square footage for multiple pieces of equipment, maybe you have a bike, maybe you have an elliptical, maybe you yeah, have a rower, that makes sense. maybe you have all three, okay, then we're looking at you know a couple hundred square feet of usable space to give you enough freedom of movement around your equipment, but also to make sure that you're safely using that equipment as well. Um, if we go into kind of our strength equipment, again, we were kind of more talking about cardiovascular equipment, steppers, rowers, treadmills, bikes. If we want to look at our strength equipment, sometimes those require a little bit different uh, square footage requirements, depending on what you're utilizing. Those okay, of so for. if I go to small corner, what kind of strength equipment fits a small corner? Yeah, so like we were initially talking about with our stepper, usually you're going to be standing stationary in one place. So if you've got dumbbells and you can perform some upper body movements, arm curls, arm extensions, shoulder press, um, you can perform those movements in a small corner without moving around too much. 
Same goes for body weight exercises. Maybe you have a kettlebell. Maybe you're using some bands. Not a lot of space okay. involved with using those pieces of equipment as long as you're not jumping around with them and you know lunging forward. Getting crazy. Swinging your arms all over the place. You know, back in the days with those jump ropes and double dutch and all that. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> you know, if you got under 50 square feet okay. to work with, um, usually it's safe to utilize those smaller pieces of, of, of resistance training. Dumbbells, equipment. kettlebells, bands. Okay. Yeah, I can remember that. Um, and what about that medium bedroom space? Yeah, so the medium bedroom, bedroom space, again, about 50 square feet. Um, usually you can safely put, you know, a small bench, uh, maybe when you can start implementing your, your gym ball, your big stability balls. Maybe you have an aerobic step that can double as a little bench, but also you can perform cardiovascular stepping exercises. Maybe you got some small barbells. So again, not the long Olympic size barbells, but maybe a curling bar. Uh, maybe you've got some more medium sized equipment that you can utilize, but do require more space because they are larger pieces of equipment. I think I have some barbells under my bed. Not mine, my husband's. <laughs> Yeah, so then, you know, you can this this kind of space allows for more freedom of movement. So if you need to extend your arms a little bit further, if you do want to lunge forward okay. with your body, if you do want to perform some uh, smaller plyometric movements where you are jumping around a little bit, if you have a medium-sized space between 50 and 90 square feet, that should be enough room for you to safely perform some of those movements. And then the home gym size, you know, that, that big space that we were talking about? Oh, yeah. So if you've got, you know, power racks, if you've got large barbells, if you've got plow boxes, if you've got multiple pieces of those equipment, um, again, you can start to implement and really build kind of a full functioning home gym okay. if you have an ample amount of space. So that half garage space, that couple hundred square feet, uh, making sure that there's ample room to move around each piece of equipment and make sure since you are using things like barbells, that nothing is going to come close to you while you're moving because okay. you're going to okay. be lifting heavier weights and you want to make sure that nothing is around you to impede your form and your function. Um, don't want to be busting any car windshields. Don't want to be putting <laughs> any giant holes in your drywall. Uh, and you don't want to be running into other equipment as well. So making sure that you have enough free space within that, uh, that usable space that you use for your larger pieces of resistance training equipment. So just making sure that you're safe is kind of the number one goal when you're looking at your space, either in your room, in your house, in your garage, in your living room. Safety is key, making sure that your equipment is safely usable. Um, the first thing we want to make sure that after you buy your equipment, that you're setting yourself up in a comfortable <laughs> environment so they actually use it, right? That's true. That's true. Um, there's a couple of cool resources that you can check out. Um, we did find a little chart that can give you a little bit better breakdown on what the usable space requirements are. Um, the National Strength and Conditioning Association put together a little graph that can kind of give you some more details on how much space you should have in between, um, you know, if you're working out with your, your partner, if you're working out with a buddy, if you're working out with your wife, whoever you're working out with, you know, should there be some kind of distance in between you guys? How do you work well together and still stay safe? Um, again, referencing those distances between equipment and depending on what exercises you're doing. So you can check out those in our show notes. We have a little link to the article as well as um, the chart provided for you there as well. If you want some more information on what do I need to do to make sure that I'm setting up a usable, functioning, safe home gym, uh, we wrote a great article on how to build a home gym. Uh, you can find that on sunnyhealthfitness.com um, where we're always trying to provide you with as much practical information uh, so that you can build your home gym and 
make sure that you're using it safely and that you want to come back to it, right? Because a lot of people will set up their home gyms. Uh, maybe it's not in the best way that they feel like they can use it. Um, so if they just had a little bit better orientation of their equipment, of their furniture, maybe they would use it more. And like I always say, it's great to buy fitness equipment, but it's not going to get you the results unless you use it. Um, so making sure that you've set yourself up in a usable space is going to be the best way to help you take steps towards accomplishing your health and fitness goals. All right. So I think we answered all my questions and uh, we got from the different spaces. So small corner we have for cardio kind of steppers, dumbbells, bands, exercise bands, body weight, which is stationary. You don't need stuff for that. Yeah. So making sure, again, just having enough space uh, for yeah, you to safely use space. your equipment. And then, of course, you know. The notes, like you were saying. I'm going to actually take a closer look at that chart later. All right. Excellent. All right. Cool. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, this episode is sponsored by the Sunny Health and Fitness SFB 1709. It's a great addition to your in-home gym that offers everything you need to create a great cycling workout. Equipped with pulse rate monitors, a performance display to track your workout progress, SPD-compatible pedals, and a super smooth, low-maintenance magnetic belt drive resistance system. This bike has it all. We want to thank you for joining us at 9to5Fitness. Hope you enjoyed the show and learned something useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic, you can check out our show notes or visit us at sunnyhealthandfitness.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. And come back next time when we talk about... How to get yourself motivated. Awesome. Awesome.